Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Jane Urquhart. So this morning, uh, it's great to be together uh, with you guys. Jane and I are going to be bringing the word this morning, sharing together. Jane's going to do most of it. And uh, I'm just going to open up, share a few things off the back of what God was saying last week. And, uh, and then Jane's going to take that on. And we're going to have a bit more space this morning to respond to him, to pray through some things as we, we really want to land what he's doing in our lives. It's great to hear the word, great to hear him speaking to us, but we want to also respond to what he's saying in very real and practical yeah. ways in our lives. Yes, now on a Sunday morning, but also this week going forward. So off the back of last week, we were speaking about living in a time of pressure, uh, maybe some restrictions, some limitations that we're all aware of. And maybe for some, there are more pressures than others going on at the moment. But the message last week was about how do you grow in a time of pressure? And pressure can be seen in two different ways. One, it can be seen as a positive thing, but also it can be seen as a negative thing. But we know that God often wants to use the negative pressure that can be around our lives to produce something positive in us. Now, our focus uh, during this time is, is around Jesus, simply Jesus. What did he say? What did he teach? What did he command? How did he live? And, and during these, these next few weeks and couple of months, we really want to model our lives around a Jesus life. And, and Jesus lived with a very real and constant pressure from religious leaders, uh, people demanding his time, his ministry, his attention and everything else. And the amazing thing about Jesus was in the moment, he always gave people his full attention. Even though there were lots of distractions that might have come, Jesus do this, Jesus do that. Whatever came along, he gave his full attention in that moment. And one of the things that God is doing, I believe, at this moment is he's stripping everything back in a number of ways. One is to a simply a solid, healthy, fresh relationship with him. But also he's stripping things back to, to actually realise the focus is really about people. Jesus came uh, on a mission. He said himself that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. So he came on a mission, okay, to fulfil what the Father wanted to do, God's plan of redemption for mankind. But in that mission, he never lost sight of people mm. because ultimately mm. people so were the focus of what the Father wanted to do yeah. to redeem mankind and creation back to him. But at the heart of that was people. And so on the mission that Jesus was on, on this purpose of going to the cross, giving his life for you and I, taking the punishment of sin upon himself, and then three days later being raised again, that was his mission and purpose. But on the way, he never forgot this is all about people. And so whatever vision God has given us, whatever God wants to do, the big picture, every day we want to live fully in the moment that we are in like Jesus did. And so in this time where there is some pressure, there are some restrictions and some limitations, we don't want to be thinking, I can't wait to get out of the moment. I can't wait to get beyond this into the next moment. Because if we live like that now, we will live like that in the next moment. Because if we never settle, if we never live in a place of rest and peace in the now, 
When we then get to the next moment that we think that will happen, we won't do that then. We'll be looking for the next moment, the next thing. And, and Jesus lived fully present in the moment. And if we live a Jesus life, he wants us to live now fully in this moment. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus said something amazing here. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Three words you just want to take a couple of minutes to look at. Firstly, Jesus said something. He said, come to me all you are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. So in the middle of these moment that we're in, we want to be constantly coming to him. But he said something here, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So the word yoke there means to be connected to and at one with something stronger, more experienced and wiser than you. To cooperate together in heart, mind, body and movement. So two yokes, uh, two oxen with one yoke One was an older, bigger, more experienced ox. The younger, less experienced one would be yoked to the more experienced. And as they walked together, the younger would learn from the older, more mature. He would lean on him because of his strength, his experience and his wisdom, knowing how to plough the ground. And the, the guys in that day understood that's what Jesus meant. So we want to be yoked to the one, to Jesus who is stronger, more experienced and wiser than we are. And we want to yoke our hearts, our mind, our bodies so that every movement we make is in line with the movements that he is making. Then he said, that's why he then said, learn from me. And the word learn there means to listen, to watch and to follow. So as we yoke with Jesus, as we're walking with him, as we, we focus on this simply Jesus over the next few weeks, what did he say? What did he teach? What did he command? How did he live? We want to listen, watch and follow in the ways that he is. Then the last word uh, that I just want to focus on here is this word rest, rest for your souls. The word rest there means to, to live at ease, to live at peace to be wholly, fully content and satisfied in the moment. That we don't need to medicate on anything else. We just need to meditate Mm. on who He is. So we want to live yoked. We want to learn and we want to rest in who He is. Wow, I just love um, everything Clive's just been saying and this time of just plugging into Jesus, just being with Jesus and um, that leaning into him, that, that resting on him is so, so important in, this, in these days, in this time, in this season that we're in. Um, I loved what Clive said last week in, uh, in Acts where it talks about the disciples in Acts 4.13 where it, it said that the religious saw the, uh, the courage of these unschooled ordinary men, the disciples, and took note that they had been with Jesus. And that really struck me because um, 
being with Jesus is the most important thing we can be doing at this time. Obviously, we're in, yeah. we're in lockdown. Um, for some of us, that's lots of time to ourselves and that we can spend time with him. With others, it's not so. You're, you're busy, you've you're got your families at home or you're, you're busy working. But all of us in this time need to be able to lean into Jesus in a, in a whole new, fresh way and have that rest for our soul when everything else is shaking around us. And I've been in Song of Songs, um, as some of you know, for a long time. And chapter eight is where I've been for the last uh, while. And it's such a deep, deep um, revelation of a, of a relationship with Jesus that I believe is for us right now and is like a response to last week when if you responded in your heart to yes do you know what I want it to be known that I have been with Jesus then there, this is a way of walking that out and that being real for us so I'm going to go through this chapter and different um, scriptures are going to come up on the on the screen as we go through um, reading this through. But it, in uh, Song of Songs 8, um, it says in the first part, and this is in the Passion Translation, and I love this because what he's done, he's taken this, and it's not just between uh, the, the bride and the groom of Solomon and his bride, but this is between uh, Jesus and his bride, Jesus and us. And, um, and she says in the first part of chapter 8, if only I could show everyone this passionate desire I have for you. If only I could express it fully, no matter who was watching me without shame or embarrassment. And you know what? We, we all love Jesus um, in this church anyway. And, um, but, you know, some, there's that gap, isn't there, between knowing that we love him with all of our hearts and then being able to express that, express him to others. And we know we want to be able to do that. Um, it's, it's we love him fully, but without shame or embarrassment, we could talk to him. We can, we can, we can um, pray, offer to pray for somebody. We can, we can offer to help somebody in his, in his name and tell them that, that Jesus loves them without any shame or embarrassment. And um, we're going to just go on to verse five in, um, in, in this. And it says, who is this one? Look at her now. She arises out of her desert or out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved, leaning on him. And so something shifted, okay? It's like, who is this now? She, look at her. She's arisen out of this time, out of this desert time, out of this wilderness time. Something has happened. She's been leaning on Jesus in a new way. And she's risen. She's, there's something about her that is risen up and is in the, in the desert, in the wilderness, and this can feel like that, that time. Um, everything's been stripped back. Uh, in the shakings where maybe some of the things around our lives that, that would maybe we would lean on or be our support maybe aren't there at the moment. Um, and, but we lean into Jesus at this time. We cling to our beloved at this time. And some of you may feel like you are just about clinging on to Jesus or he is the only thing we can cling on to at this time. But that's why this is so important because that's what causes us to rise up in who we are and our authority. Um, yeah, it's like there's shifting sands going on at the moment, isn't there? Life is, is, is shifting sands. Things that may have been certainties aren't certainties anymore and we don't know um, what life is going to look like going forward. But the thing that, that Jesus says in here is that 
Um, he awakens us. And I really believe that this time when we're pressing into Jesus, he wants to awaken us, his bride, in a whole new way. And some of us have been praying for a long time that the church would awaken. Amen. Not just ours, but the church in the nation and the nations. But this is it. When we focus on Jesus, he awakens love in us in a fresh way that cannot be shaken, that cannot be um, taken. It's, it's the rock that we stand on. He says, I awaken you in your innermost being. Now that is what we want, isn't it? That love is awakened in our innermost being. We are stirred. It goes on to say, with the travail of birth, as you longed for more of me. So there's a, there's a depth to this chapter there's a depth to the heart of Jesus and the heart of the bride where they are longing for one another. They are in relationship with one another where something so deep is awakened in us. And it's like the travail of birth. And anyone that's giving birth and has been through that process of labour, that travail is something so deep, so intimate. Um, and there's that longing in the heart of Jesus and in our hearts to be um, together. And it needs strengthening, strengthening where God can birth something through his church in the nation. Amen. Yeah. There's so much in this. Um, in uh, the Amplified version of Song of Songs 814, it says, the joy Joyfully the radiant bride turned to him. Okay, so there's a turning, a turning of us towards Jesus at this time. And, she, and it says, she calls him the one altogether lovely, the chief among 10,000 to her soul. And I love what Clive was just saying about this is something that happens deep in our soul. And she saw Jesus as the chief among 10,000. That is, he is the man. Okay, he is the guy. He is the one, the chief among 10,000. Jesus is everything. He is the lover of our souls. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, she says, uh, the chief among 10,000 to a soul and with unconcealed eagerness to begin her life of sweet con companionship with him, she answered him, make haste, my beloved, and come quickly, take me to our waiting home. Unconcealed eagerness. So there's that, that place and that passion that we have with Jesus that we can't conceal. It's like Jeremiah saying, uh, when Clive spoke about Jeremiah last week uh, in chapter 20, that Jeremiah said, you, you, when you say to me, I can't speak his name or speak in his name, I have to because there is fire in my bones and I cannot keep him inside of me. And that that's where, that's where the Lord wants us to be. That's where we need to be as his church at this time. So as we're feasting on him, and I love this because in this season, we can feast on Jesus. In Psalm 36, 7 and 8, it says this, I love this, is how precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. Mm. All humanity can find shelter in the shadow of his wings. That's God's heart. That's his desire. 
It says he feeds them from the abundance of his own house. God longs to feed every single person with the abundance from his, from his heart, from his love, from his word, from heaven. The, the, and when we know this, when we know this, that when we feed on the abundance of who he is and the abundance of his word and his presence in worship, when we feed on the abundance of and drink from the river of his delights, we know that we can give this to the world. We know we have a trustworthy God, that when everything else is shaking, when, when there's things that are uncertain, even in the economy, God is our provider. God is the one who gives to us and looks after his children. And when we are certain of this and feast on him at this time, we can give to the world what they need at this time. Um, God withholds no good thing from us. And when we know this, we'll be confident in sharing him with other people. And I love this, that we can feast upon him, whether we're an individual, whether we're a couple or whether we're a family. You, you might say, you know, we're a household, we're a crazy, noisy household at this time. How can, we, how can we feast on Jesus like this? How can I feast on Jesus? And I would say as a household, feast on him together with your young children, with your teenagers, if you can, try and feast on him together. Make Jesus the centre of your, of, your, of your household, if you can, as much as possible. When um, Joe was young, our oldest, he's, he's about to be 29, I think. My goodness. <laughs> when he was about one or two, I was, um, I was uh, on the leadership team with Kresh uh, many years ago. We used to meet at Roffey Place. And the Lord spoke to me about his his age group. And the Lord said to me um, that he wanted a generation of people that would stand and stand firm till the end. So I typed up that scripture and, I, and that was on the door of Kresh for, for many, many years. And that's never left me that that, that is the heart of God to, that, yeah. to have a generation and build up a generation of young people that would stand and stand firm till the end. And obviously he's the now the age he is and that's like past 25 years. So in one sense that could be seen as a generation of people. Um, but that scripture in Ephesians 6 is... Um, it says this, put on God's complete armour that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the day of evil and of danger. And having done all that the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place, stand therefore and hold your ground. And obviously as a family, we, we grew up with Jesus as much as possible at the centre of our of our family life and, you know, around the dinner table, we would talk about him and he was just on the lips of our kids when they were growing up. And I would say, as much as possible, have your family times feasting on Jesus because this is a crucial time to bring your children up standing on the truth of who Jesus is as they grow older, where he is the reality in their life and as your family he would be so real to them that as they face things in the, the weeks, months and years ahead, Jesus is going to be on their lips. And as they feast on him, they are going to be able to bring Jesus to others. So I hope that's, um, that's an encouragement where we can feast on him together in our households. Is this okay? It's great. <laughs> okay, so carrying on. Again, there's this depth of something that God wants to do in us. 
In Psalm, so, sorry, Song of Songs 8 verse 6, it says, Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forevermore. This living, consuming flame will seal you as my prisoner of love. My passion is stronger than the chains of death and the grave. Amen. And we, we know that. Amen. <laughs> his passion, his love took him to the cross and has overcome death and the grave. All consuming as the very flashes of fire from the burning heart of God. Wow. God's heart burns for his people. God's heart burns for all people. And flashes of Fire, we know, came on the uh, disciples, uh, Pentecost, these flashes of fire, the Holy Spirit came and consumed them. And it says, place this fierce, unrelenting fire over your entire being. And that's my prayer at this time, as we press into Jesus, as we press into more of Him, press into the Holy Spirit, that more and more the passion of the Lord will be burning in us, that He fuels the fans into flame, the embers that are in the church, in this nation, that the church at this time comes alight and burns with the fire of the living God. Amen. And it says that nothing, nothing, Rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame. That's amazing. This is how church stands in the days that we're in and the days that are coming. You know, these shakings are small shakings in comparison to what is coming before Jesus actually returns. And when it says rivers of pain and persecution will never extinguish this flame, this flame of love that can be in each one of us. Endless floods will be unable to quench this raging fire that burns within you. God, God, he wants to burn in us, in his bride, that nothing, nothing, nothing will be able to put out this flame that is in us. I think, again, that's why this time is really important, that at this time we yield to this love because it consumes idols. It consumes things in our lives that have taken his place. So yield to him in this season. Everything will be consumed. It will stop at nothing as you yield everything to this furious fire until it won't even seem to you like a sacrifice anymore. Wow. Even deeper. Yield to him. Yield idols, yield sin, yield some time, yield everything to Him at this time. Yeah. Let His fire consume you, burn up what's, what's not of Him. Let His joy consume you, the joy of who He is. Thank you, Lord. That it won't even seem a sacrifice, that it won't even seem a sacrifice to press into Him or to fast or to pray or to to speak to somebody for the first time. It won't seem like a sacrifice because we're so full of love for Him and so full of His joy and His peace that we will do this. This is a time where His Kingdom is advancing. Amen. He is on the increase. He is not decreasing. He is not socially distant. He is not isolated. God is on the increase at the time at this time. His kingdom is advancing. 
right now at this time. His government and peace is increasing and advancing at this time. And it happens through us and through our response to Him in this very season where we yield to Him. We yield to His love in such a deep way. Amen. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are an all-consuming fire. We thank you that your fire, the fire of your Holy Spirit wants to burn in us so deeply, burn up what's not right and just fan into flame love and passion and joy and confidence and courage at this time, Lord. At this time, Lord, that when, when Lord, when we finally are just released like calves from the stool, uh, it says in Malachi 4, Lord, when we finally are released, Lord, God, that, that we, there'll be no stopping us. There'll be no stopping us, Lord, from speaking about You, from reaching out to people and, and loving them and hugging them and, and praying for them and just just bringing you, the, the love of you, your abundance into other people's lives, your abundance, the abundance of who you are, your goodness and your love for people. Thank you. Jesus, Jesus, you are the all-consuming lover of our souls. And Lord Jesus, I want to we want to press into you at this time. We want to lean on you, the only stable one in the shaking the only solid ground in the shaking. Lord, we want to lean on You and come out of this awakened and standing up in our authority of who we are in You, who You are in us at this time, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, do, do it, Lord. Do a deep work in us, Your bride, in Your church. Awaken us to Yourself, Lord. Awaken us, Lord, at this time in deep, love and passion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we want to be with you. Be with you. Help us to make space as individuals and households to be with you. That it would be seen that we have been with you, Jesus. Lord, that we will be marked, that we will be different. Jesus, that we'll be so full of your love, so full of your love for one another and for the world, that we will never be the same again, Jesus. That nothing that comes our way will be able to stop this unfailing love that is in us by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just want to give you this moment, the moment that we're in, this time, these few weeks and months, this moment that we're in. I believe it's really important that each one of us just surrender to the Lord afresh in this moment. 
You know what is in your own heart and life at this moment. If some of us might be thinking, I just can't wait to get out of this moment. I can't wait for this to pass. I can't wait for to get back to normal and all of that. Well, there's some new normals coming uh, in terms of how we live and what things are going to be like. But in this moment, just surrender yourself afresh. For some that will mean, Father, I need to trust you in a new way. to not want to rush out of this moment into the next one, beyond this situation we're in and whatever's coming next in terms of what life looks like. Some of us need to say, Father, I put my life in your hands in a fresh way. Maybe some of us are not in a place of rest and peace in here, inside. And we just need to come to Jesus, like he said, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Just any weariness, any burdens, as Jane was saying, any idols, any, anything that you know has been like some medication in your life. Well, I go to this because it, it makes me feel better. It medicates me. It's, it's something you lean into, lean on, or it could be anything from your phone, social media, any spare moment you get, do you suddenly reach for your phone and grab it? Maybe some of us need to say, Father, I need you to teach me how to just be with you mm. and not be distracted. Maybe there's other things that are idols that take up your time, get your attention. Maybe in this moment, the Lord is saying, hey, just spend less time on that and spend a bit more time focused on me and around me, reading my word, listening to me, writing down what I wanna say to you. Let me show you some things. I wanna speak to you, I wanna reveal who I am. I wanna show you what's on my heart. I wanna, you know, when, when you hear God in those moments, it changes your whole perspective on time, on yourself, on what's going on, the whole lot, on who he is. So maybe just, I give you this moment and I wanna grow in it, I wanna thrive in it, I wanna learn about you in it, I wanna move forward in this moment in my life, in my marriage, in my family. And as we do that, what Jane said, this deeper hunger and fire that burns within us will consume and get a hold of us even more. And in the middle of this moment, we can live at peace, at rest, in a place of contentment. Father, we thank you right now. And through this week, as we spend time with you, allowing you to speak and to work and to move in our hearts and lives, we thank you that we can be full of praise, joy, thanksgiving in the moment. Yeah. We can be full of your life in this moment. We thank you, yes, Lord. Thank we you. praise your name. Yes, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, I just thank you. Anybody who's watching, listening this morning that doesn't know you, I thank you that you show them who you are today, your life, your love, your goodness. If you are watching in this morning, and you want to respond to Him, you can do that. 
We'd love to be in touch with you, love to communicate with you, love to pray with you, talk with you, answer any questions you've got. But the first step is just to, like we've been praying, surrender us afresh in the moment. And you can just do that now. Say, God, I want to give you my life. And I ask you to give me your life. I surrender to you. If that's what's going on in your heart now, please get in touch with us and email us at info at kingdomfaith.com. We'd love to get in touch with you, talk with you, chat with you, pray with you, help you in, in whatever way we can to begin an amazing relationship with Jesus. Father, we thank you for your healing grace right now in our bodies, our lives. I thank you for people sending in stories the other day of somebody who had a migraine and when we prayed in the meeting, in that moment over the airwaves, their migraine went straight away. I thank you, Father, for other things that you're doing in our lives. I thank you right now for your healing grace in our bodies. I thank you for level-headedness in this time and in this moment. I thank you for physical well-being and health in our bodies. Just receive wherever you are now, in your home, in your room. Just be healed, receive mm. His healing, receive peace, His total well-being and abundance. Aches and pains going, symptoms leaving your body. Father, I thank you. I praise your yes, name. You. Praise your yes. name. Father, we continue to exalt you over our lives, over today, over this week, and everything going on over our nation over the NHS, over everything taking place, our government, those making decisions. We thank you, Lord. We praise your wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, wherever we are in our homes, let's just thank him. Let's praise him right now. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, your wonderful name, your wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Well, be blessed, guys. Have an amazing week. This Wednesday night, our online prayer meeting, uh, Jay and I are going to be uh, leading that, but we have all of the Kingdom Faith national leaders with us. We have Pastor Judith from Kingdom Faith Southwest. We have Pastor Paul from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. And we have Pastors Jonathan and Helena from Kingdom Faith London. We're all going to be together leading through a really powerful time this Wednesday, 7 p.m. Join us there. Let's pray together. Let's believe together yeah. for God to move powerfully in our nation yeah. and beyond. Bless yeah. you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.